I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The Liberals and Conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. Lies, 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 yeah! Forty-six years time to look between the fine print, and uh, there's a bunch today that we will get through because we had a Nazi in Parliament one day, and now we've got a separatist as a House Speaker. What a wonky world! Let's bring in Tom Korski, managing editor of Blacklocks Reporter. I mean, it's it's been a wonky week, like <laughs> a separatist in the House. You know? Louis Plamond, the longest-serving uh, member of Parliament. My goodness, is he coming up on forty years now? He's, he's uh, he gets one more term. He gets one more term. He gets the record. Did you know that? I mean, what do you I, get for Laurier, that? Laurier has the record. I think it's forty-four years. Wouldn't yeah. that be something? Yeah. If the longest-serving MP in Canada's history was a man who devoted his entire life to destroying the Federation, that would really be very Canadian. <laughs> well, yes, based on the last few weeks, it would be. But yeah, that that. Oh, it, it, but that's not permanent. Is that permanent? No, no, okay, he's just an old man. He's yeah, yeah. harmless. He, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's harmless. He's not even going to listen. Honestly, they got to get someone who's a, I think Rob Fergus is a name, and, and he seems like a nice guy, but oh my God, that he might be a bit annoying. And who's the other name that they are looking at? Do you know? I have to tell you, the, the choice of speaker for me is almost irrelevant yeah. uh, in a minority parliament because MPs really run the show. Yeah. So you're, yeah. you're basically there to fill the photocopier tray, right? <laughs> There's, there's really no function for the speaker in a minority parliament. Okay, so then if they have nothing to do, who, who they had plenty of time to vet. Well, right? well, there is that. Yeah. Oh no, no. This is this whole business is the, the official version is is incomprehensible. But mm-hmm. um, my point is, cabinet did not want Tony Rhoda to go. Don't don't, don't forget that. Mm-hmm. Their initial impulse was to treat this as another political problem that can be solved with messaging. And what happened was it got away from them based on the minority parliament. There were MPs who said, I'm out of here. That's it. And before Tony Rhoda knew what happened, he lost his $91,000 a year speaker's bonus, the chauffeured car and the private residence that paid for uh, by taxpayers of Canada. Yeah, but he has to, he has to, he has to, plus he has to now go around as being the guy that let the Nazi. I mean, I, I, you know, he's, he's going down and they're happy to throw him under the bus. So he just joins a long list. of. I, I have no feelings yeah. for Tony Rhoda. Yeah, it's yeah. a tough life. He asked for the job. You, you wanted the job, you got the job. Now you don't have the job anymore. Oh, well, there you have it. <laughs> Summed up in uh, eight seconds. Uh, meanwhile, um, you know, things we're not talking about necessarily, the economy. We've got new economic numbers coming on Friday that we're watching. They're not going to be good, uh, which is apparently good news in, in inflationary times. But uh, the department... Yeah. Of finance itself. So you always talk about the in-house research so that they can figure out what they're going to do in message. But when it comes to Christian Freeland, you know, she's pretty, pretty self-congratulating, you know, to herself, but they don't really, they're, they're, she, they see her as a disconnected, right? Alex, this is fatal. And it's a Department of Finance report. And they did not poll on what you think of the finance minister. This was a routine poll. They do this every year where they do focus groups in real time to ask ordinary citizens what they think of the budget speech. And usually it's, I like the part about the dental. I don't like the part about the parking tax. It's very pro forma. It's 
often, frankly, quite uninteresting. Now, this time, this was a box of fireworks. Leger Marketing reports in their in-house report to the entire management, upper management of the department, you have a Freeland problem. People spontaneously are describing how off-putting they find the boastfulness, the silly comments about we're winning the war on inflation, this economic disconnect from harsh realities that Freeland does have this in, in, incredible ability to communicate. <laughs> and on top of that, this smug, self-congratulatory manner that is, is frankly, people puts their teeth on edge. This all comes out from Ledger. They report, you know, pollsters have a code of integrity. They take it very seriously. We're not going to keep that a secret. People keep talking about it as they're watching Freeland on television. Okay. So I think we can shut down the Christie of Freeland Prime Minister. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely fatal. I've never seen a report like that on a finance minister. You go back. Flaherty, Joe Oliver, my goodness, Ralph Goodale. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, but she doesn't get shuffled out. And so, you know, uh, she has been, and she's not going anywhere now. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you know, I, I do think... Um, it's interesting, though, when we talk about the housing, right? So she announced earlier this week, and I don't know why they announced anything, because no one was listening, but she came out and said, uh, you know, big GST, $20 billion more in GST breaks for building, um, you know, housing, affordable housing. Uh, but then you get Sean Fraser coming out saying, look, Cabinet doesn't want to build cheap homes in the bad parts of town. Um, and so what was he talking about? Like, what, 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 what was he saying? quote-unquote. That's a literal quote in Parliamentary Testimony Committee. He was asked, you have your GST holiday, which, you know, the tax break for builders to build purpose-built apartments. That's the criterion. And MPs in all opposition parties, I stress this, said, look, at well, all you're doing is, is giving a multi-million dollar tax break to developers. How is that yeah, going to solve yeah. your housing crisis? And he was asked about this in committee by a block member, Denny Trudeau who said, you, you promised affordability, that the tax break worth over a third of a billion dollars a year, it's, the point is to build affordable apartments, not Skyview multi-million dollar apartments with a, a nice shot of a lake. To which Fraser replies exactly that. Well, I don't want to be building crappy houses in the bad part of town. I don't think Fraser understands. No one is talking about rooming houses for hobos, Alex. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell people we rented for years. Like, is he thinking in Forest Hill or like... like uh, Honestly, exactly. The last time we rented was in Toronto. Uh, two bedrooms, garage, townhouse, $1,500 a month. I tell that to the kids now. And you should see the look on their face. <laughs> they say, hey, yeah, hey, Pop, $1,500 a month for two bedrooms looking pretty good right now. That's what they're talking about when they talk about affordable housing. You're talking about rental housing for people who are working, not indigents, not... <laughs> yeah, no, but this look... Is, this we, is the housing minister. Yeah, well, and he was also the immigration minister before. He knows the numbers. StatsCan says, we're going to double our population in 25 years. I, like, honestly, we, we are not nearly prepared. And, and oh. you know, when you don't prepare for 25, you know, or 40 more well, million Alex, people to come in, you're going to get a lot of projections. Yeah. CMHC is absolutely frank on this. The, the, you don't have to press them too hard. 
What you see is what you get on housing. I'm sorry to tell that to people if you're looking or if you're in a bad place. What you see is what you get. Do not look for an answer from Ottawa. They are not going to come up with a remedy. They are talking pie-in-the-sky projections that of housing starts that will never be met. It's not going to happen. Right. But at some point, you got to measure expectations. You know, Olivia Chow's in town right now. She's trying to get funding. You know, you've got, we need housing desperately in, in Toronto. We need housing desperately everywhere. And well, yeah, all no, we yeah, hear is about the we're going to get it built and we're, gonna, and we're yeah, not Sean getting Preacher's it. going to get you housing. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to build some, some more Shanghai condos overlooking Lake Ontario. And it's going to cost taxpayers $383 million in a tax holiday. Good luck getting a place. <laughs> yeah, the, the, oh, they're going to spend money. Don't worry about spending money. You're just not going to see the results. Even though they could steal an idea from Polly right now and say all the old buildings not being used, all the public service employees staying at home, we're going to put you in one building and we're going to make all the rest affordable or rental or whatever. There's stuff they could do right now and they just won't. won't. No, they're not getting, no, it's not going to happen. It's, it won't. There's zero chance. How many times can you say that with absolute moral certitude, there is zero chance of this target being met? There's a better chance of having a Nazi in Parliament than getting ha- housing built, right? Yeah, that's crazy talk. <laughs> That'll never happen. That'll never happen. All right. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. That is Tom Korski with Blacklocks Reporter. And, of course, subscription-based, worth every cent.